0: Episode 273 of the HHH Racing Podcast is brought to you by the Adelphi Racing Club.
1: Adelphi Racing Club, offering a truly personal racing experience.
0: Looking to own thoroughbred racehorses and win at the highest level circuits? We're not just a syndicate, and our members aren't just investors. We are partners. Experience the Adelphi difference. Join the club today. Contact us to get a taste of the Adelphi experience and come hang with us this Saratoga meet. And now let's start episode 273 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Good evening and welcome to episode 273 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. There is so much news. There is so much stuff going on. I can't wait to tell you all about it. But we are mainly here to talk about the great Saturday card at Belmont Park. Four stakes, including grade ones, on their closing weekend before we head off to Saratoga. Uh, And also Jim Miller is here from Hawthorne Racecourse to talk about a great sequence on Sunday and some horrific flooding that happened also in the Chicago area. He's got some pictures about that. We've got contest news to talk about. We've just got a lot to talk about. So thanks for joining us very much. Please make sure you subscribe. On the bottom right-hand side of the screen, hit that notification bell so that you won't miss any new content when it rises on the show. And smash. And I mean smash that like button at the bottom of the screen that will send everyone to youtube you can see scrolling on the well first you can see on my name tag h kravitz uh at h kravitz is my twitter handle but scrolling right now on the bottom of the screen a lot of information you see my email h gravators at gmail.com we've got a lot of shows coming up very exciting you're going to see them scrolling on the bottom of the screen next tuesday eight thirty eastern with nick tamaro it's already up on youtube is our saratoga preview show where I preview the meet and also talk about the opening day Thursday card. We've got bet and booze and Wednesday. We've our flagship show on Thursday and then Friday through uh, Sunday, debuting our new show called Saratoga today, which is a, a daily show on the weekends, 10 a.m. Eastern. It'll be a quick review, a preview, excuse me, of the day's races. That is again, Friday through Sunday, called saratoga today right here on the hhh racing podcast youtube channel you do not want to miss that as well um listen we've got uh podcasts on apple podcast spotify and anchor we're going to talk about our power picks in just a minute and we're also going to talk about our website which you can see right there hhhracingpodcast.com but i need some help i need some help from my great uh awesome co-hosts who've been an essential part to the growth of this show because we've got a lot of promos to deal before we get into our handicap. So first let me bring in apparently a big fan of Disney and from the East coast of Maryland, Mr. Pete Visco. Wait a minute. I got to bring up my brand. Oh my goodness. Oh, we need a background. Where's my, where's my Belmont background, Pete? we got so many things yeah, going we're, on. We're there going we
2: dark here. today. I see scary.
0: And, and also perhaps a new edifice has been built in the, in the, Halloran House, or maybe Paul's somewhere on vacation. Paul, nice. we got a lighthouse in the background
3: coming to you live from the coast of Maine.
0: The rocky coast of Maine. How's it up there, Paul? It's beautiful.
3: Well, I gotta tell you how it, it we got up here third on the fourth and it rained all the way up. Apparently, it rained up here for like five straight days until the fourth. Last week was miserable. Yesterday was 78, today was like 84, so.
0: I thought you were going to say it rained until the Halloran family showed up, and then everything Basically, was shiny and beautiful. Uh,
3: oddly enough, that's how it worked. That doesn't usually work oh. out that way for me, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's, we've had two, the, the weather has been absolutely spectacular today, so, uh, well, yesterday and today, so.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm glad the, uh, it's, I've never been, I hear uh, pete have you been to maine or uh, north of boston let's say
3: i haven't been to maine no i have okay. not All i'm right, gonna I tell you it. it's a great spot in the summer uh took uh took my morning walk today i'm staying exactly 1.4 miles from walker's point which is the bush compound oh and uh a little activity around there uh, today uh the texas if the texas flag is flying uh President George W. Bush is in town as he is for the summer, because why would you want to be in Texas in the summer when you can be in Maine? Yeah. It's about well, thirty a, it's eighty 30 here degree. and it's about thirty yeah. degrees cooler. So wow. uh yeah, it's it's a it's a great little spot and uh but the show must go on, Howard. The show oh, must sure. go on.
0: Well, if they show up, tell them we say hello from the <laughs> i can. I'm sure you're all easy act. I'm
3: looking I'm looking know, for sure. an invite, Howard. I'm looking for an invite. <laughs>
0: Uh, Racing downwind is here. Good evening, gentlemen. Let's do it. Uh, what's going on, Racing Down Uh, Christine Race, of course, she's here. Hello, Racing Cappers. Let's make some money. We got Penn State. Scott is here. Uh, Paul. Uh, Paul wants to know how the lobster is. Uh, you Stephen know. Wants <laughs> Paul.
3: This is funny. Believe it or not, and I and I'm I'm lived here all my life. I don't eat lobster, but I'll show you if I could show you this picture today from the lobster boat we went on. That's my daughter, Martha holding up a lobster that was freshly taken out of a trap. So uh, wow. I uh, I am not a lobster guy, though. So.
0: Okay. By the way, Paul, Penn State Scott said your shirt is the Cadillac of tracks. <laughs> so good old Parks and wonderful Parks? announcer, Jessica Paquette. Our Pennsylvania
3: Derby. We should all be there. I think it's September 23rd this year.
0: Okay. We got Lon Garfield here. All right. Uh, a lot of things for joining the show. Guys, real quick, let, let's get in some promos. We got power picks and I need you guys involved. We got new Saratoga power picks. Pete, why don't you tell them a little bit about it? And as you do that, I'll go and show them. Well, you can show them where to go on the website as I bring it up uh, on screen here. Hold on just one second. Tell everyone about our new Saratoga uh, power picks. Beat. Here we go. Yeah,
2: it's definitely so. Howard's going to show you on the website where you can actually subscribe. But basically we're going to be for the entire Saratoga meet. Yeah. If you click on just the banner on the top. So if you go to our website, HHHRacingPodcast.com, you click on that banner, it takes you to the Power Picks page. As you can see there, Saratoga Power Picks tip sheet. If you scroll down a bit, you can see, so we have two, three, well, technically four different options, but two different groups. If you're a current Power Picks subscriber Basically, you get a a discount on. I think it's a free, basically like a free weekend. It comes out to, so you can either you can either subscribe to the weekend Power Picks just for an individual weekend, and what that gets you is Power Picks Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it includes ABC grids for the entire card. It includes picks. It includes spot plays. It includes some statistics. So basically, what you get in the Power Picks. Except maybe even blown out a little bit more, but you get it for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then if you scroll down just a bit, we also have a Saratoga full meet power pick subscription, which means you sign up once and then you get the three power picks every weekend during the Saratoga meet. One thing I didn't mention about the individual weekend, you have to you have to subscribe to that one each week if you want it. So if you don't, if you just want to go weekend to weekend. Each one is individually subscribed to. you can't do it just once. so and and we have the time there. you have to subscribe before basically before midnight on the Thursday before that weekend and then you will be signed up. And then for non-power pick subscribers, nothing really different, just different prices. And it's basically the same thing. And if you want to subscribe to the power picks, Howard, give them if they want to subscribe to the Power Picks, the original Power Picks, and then get the Saratoga Power Picks, you go to our Patreon site, which is right there. You could also access this on that same page on our website. And if you do that by when, Howard, by next, I assume by next Thursday, basically. Yeah, they've got to do
0: that by next Thursday. If they want the discount, they have to sign up for the regular power picks and then sign up for the Saratoga. Power and
2: then picks, you can right? get the then you could sign up after. So the, the one difference is for everyone, the regular power picks are through Patreon. Since these are a special item and we wanted to do weekend, individual weekends, we can't do that on Patreon. So we're just doing it right through our website. You obviously need PayPal as well to to sign up.
0: I'm just showing everyone again their spot plays, prize plays. Oh, Genius Jimmy. I love seeing Genius Jimmy. That was one of our better (laughs) spot plays of the uh year crushed it on that, that
2: that's why we use that example uh, that's, because that's we had a, a couple of winners idea. on that one no, <laughs> but, of course but, but anyway. yeah so there, there we'll we'll probably give a little bit more detail as we get closer as to what's going to be included as well yeah. so definitely please sign up if you're interested in saratoga it's definitely a good buy and very inexpensive for for a whole meet's worth of picks three days a week
0: we clarify this also we are going to do Saratoga on some Saturdays on the regular Power Pick. So if you're a yes. regular power subscriber, we're not shutting you out of Saratoga. We will cover Saratoga sometimes on Saturdays, but you won't get Fridays or Sundays or every Saturday guaranteed. So there's a lot of reasons why. Uh, real quick also, Paul, we've got something going on here. We've got a pool party uh, that is going to involve I don't know if, I'm not sure if you, hopefully you guys are going to be involved with it. I'm not sure your schedule next Saturday, but Myself, Kyle Roscoe, Matt Miller, I believe uh, we got Charlie Freeman has confirmed he's going to be there. We're live, guys, at the Crescent OTB in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, covering that first Saturday, Saratoga. They give us $1,000 uh, to bet, and everyone that's there has a chance to win money. It's 35 bucks. You do have to be in the Chicago area, of course. You have to be at this particular OTB if you want a chance to be part of the money. However, Paul... Uh, we can. Everyone can watch it because we're going to be live on our YouTube channel. And uh, Pete and Paul, I'm assuming you guys are going to be involved one way or another. Hopefully, uh, with the show. Also, Paul, those those OTV shows are a lot of fun too.
3: I uh, Howard, I will. I'm going to get out there for one of them. I I would love to have gone out for the Hawthorne Invitational. I just couldn't get out of Boston that weekend, and of course, I'm away this weekend. So next weekend's not good. But I will get out there for one of them.
0: Terrific. <coughs> hope you'll be on uh, remotely for our show on Saturday.
3: Perhaps. I plan on it.
0: Uh, also, real quick, guys, we've got a, a bunch of our horses with the Crownsway Racing are running. Um, two of them are, one is running next Wednesday, another one's running next Saturday. They're both debuting, and then Shards is going to be running in August. So, we got a lot of stuff going on. We're going to be cheering on some horses through Crownsway, Pete. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to
2: be school. exciting. Yeah, very. And Crownsway had a nice victory today, did they not? They did. Yes. They sure I did. forget that I'm completely blanking on the name of the horse Jones way. Jones, Jones way. way. I couldn't exactly. think of the first part. Yes. yes. So congratulations to everyone involved with that as well.
0: And then last thing, guys, we're not going to get a detail, but the, I don't know if you saw or heard the NTRA announced today that three players who competed in the NHC have been disqualified. They wouldn't give out names. They're not giving out details. I'm assuming that will come out eventually. I have a hard time believing they're Keep that secret. I don't know for collusion. Um, it's a damn shame, Paul. You're going to be there for the first time. People try to get away with stuff, and um, it, it, it's a bad mark on the sport. I'm really hoping. I guess it doesn't matter, but I'm hoping these are not 10, 10 you know, final table top ten people because that would be just that'd be horrible.
3: Yeah, I, I would. I agree with you, and and I I would bet that it's not. Uh, but you know, speaking of trying to get away with stuff, Howard, and you know that my quote unquote real job is PR. How the hell do you make that kind of announcement with that little information? I mean, because everyone's you want to a comment
0: sus- on what's below up here, Paul. Jeff Amster says, or he's addressing this to Pete, but the only evidence that Rooney, he's the president of the NTRA, has provided that that Peters were found included insofar as they coordinated their selections during the contest in Vegas. Paul, I have to believe more details will come out eventually.
3: Well, well okay. I have a lot of questions, okay? The All Vegas right. tournament. How much time do we
0: got? Well, looks like we're not going to be doing
3: the, the Vegas tournament. Now, you were there. when was the Vegas tournament? Was it March? Is that March. correct? All right, so we're in June now. I mean, th- is this going to be longer than the Medina Spirit investigation? I mean, if they freak – I know they got to do an audit. I get it. You know, Keelan had to do an audit of the grade one gamble about nine days later. You know, right. they said, okay – I just think it's a I think it's a bad look all around. I don't think you can, you know, because otherwise and I I assume the people know who they are by now. So maybe that's how they justify. But, you know, look, you know, why not package the whole thing and say, okay, look, here's the deal. Because, you know, what everyone's going to know eventually, like you said, (laughs) how rule of uh, journalism, once one person knows something, assume everyone knows.
2: Didn't didn't someone report it an outsider? What is that what I read or no? I thought I read I that no idea. someone it was like the, those it was like those golf tournaments where someone calls in and says hey so and so touched their ball in the rough or something but it, that's what it sounded like. So it wasn't even it's always worse when they're the ones when you're not even the ones who catch it when the organization isn't the one who caught it. So By the
0: way Touching balls and roughs, I think, is for another show, Pete. But anyway, do you, know, um, it's, it's I, Alex, it's you after, want to say it's hello
1: to
3: my friend Alex? Alex, you want to say hello? Come this is my friend Alex, who's what's just it? bringing me a bit. Of... Say hi, Alex. Alex, Alex. To you, Alex.
0: what's up, Alex? We're on National
3: Horse Racing Podcast. Oh,
0: great! Yeah, hey, Alex, hey, Alex. I'll take. I'll take a double. Take guys.
3: Alex is taking good care of me. Thank <laughs> you, Alex.
2: Make sure he tips you, Alex. He's got
0: a lot oh, of cash. Yeah,
2: he yeah, of cash in those pockets.
3: Alex is doing very well.
0: Without getting to the weeds, because I want to move on. It was reported from someone who was out. I don't know if they were part of the contest, but the entire NTRA didn't find it themselves. Apparently, it was a self report, not a self reporting. It was a reporting of someone who saw the picks that were in the contest. Anyway, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a shame. But we can talk
2: about it more once it, once some of the
3: yeah. details come out. We'll, sure. we'll
2: talk All about right, it guys,
0: first. let's get into uh, – let's see. We covered everything. Let's get into the pick five.
3: Oh, we didn't cover everything. Could we spend 30 seconds saying that our friend Ray Handel almost got screwed but didn't, and we're glad that he didn't?
0: Yes, yeah. we are happy that Ray Handel did not get screwed. But, um, listen, he's a great guy. I know him personally. I knew about the story before it broke. I've got some inside intel. I thought all along he'd be cleared, Paul. Based on right, the sounded I like knew. it. Um, he's not the only one. It's, it's right. this is a new territory, uh, je- ladies and gentlemen, that we're it is. flying into. I mean, Diodoro. We could go, or not Diodoro. Excuse me, not Diodoro. Wong, um, Wong, uh, Robertson, Mac Robertson, at, at, at Mac Deonberry, Robertson, Wong. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm glad Ray was cleared. It's not completely closed by the way right. but it's basically closed and let's just move on i hope it didn't do any i mean it does a little bit of damage because it just got out there and whatever but um let's just move on uh from that so yes are personally very happy about ray handle situation especially because i have some horse that couldn't run uh last weekend because of the situation so anyway guys uh thanks for bringing that up Paul. too all right let's get on to the pick five guys let me do it right now let me bring up the uh what are we starting here in race uh eight right Okay, we're going to start in race eight.
2: Did you want to do race five quickly at all? Yes, I, I didn't did. That. Thank yeah. you very
0: much. Yep, I'm a little bit all over the place, guys. I got a lot in my mind. It's Let's not going to take suburban. long. This
2: one shouldn't take. This one should. No,
0: uh, um, you know, the suburban. To say it used to be a nice race is a bit disrespectful, but this this used to be a nice race, guys, and we're not going to go through it a lot. But it's uh, Saturday. It's outside the pick five. It's only a five horse field, which to me is absolutely incredible. And you can see the field there. I'd scroll through it. Uh, You got total impact, red run, uh, Clapton horses. We know charge. It's three to five and unbridled bomber. Um, Quick thoughts, uh, Pete, on this race.
2: Well, I'm just not a fan of charge. It. I always think he's a horse you can beat. Now this field hasn't didn't come up overly strong, but I, I, in my head, I I don't even know. I doubt I would even play the race necessarily, but I like the one horse tonal impact, but it's more of a, a play against charge it. And I think tonal impact at least looks to be improving. This is a you would say it's normally a big step up in class. But it, in terms of the other horses in the race, it's not really a huge step up in class. Aside from charge it, even though it's going from an optional claimer to a, to a grade two, I think it is. So I would probably just go play. do a play against charge it, whoever that might be.
0: Paul, your general thoughts here?
3: I, I'm i playing the one, Pete. Uh, I agree with everything you said. Um, I think uh, he's already run a mile and three-eighths, so the, the distance uh, shouldn't be a problem. Um, Linda's horses tend to run well in, in clusters, and, and he's coming off two wins in a row. I get it, optional claiming. I understand, but... And look at charge it. Look at the company lines: Cody's Wish, Zandon, and Barrio, Last Samurai, who we knew wasn't going to win last week. By the way, Howard uh, Proxy, <laughs> Stiletto Boy endorsed, but but I got to tell you, even relative to the competition, he's just run really. After the Gulfstream win in an optional claimer, which I I was there for, the Gulfstream Mile race that was kind of the tip off. No excuse whatsoever uh no excuse at oakland and yeah i get it those are three monsters he lost to last time but i, I don't know uh, uh pete i couldn't agree him at three to five i'm i'm trying to beat him
2: i mean if i lose to him great but i mean i you know this is the this is the kind of race especially if he's if i mean three to five morning line is is nuts so sorry Howard, it looked like you were going to say something
0: no there's there's a contest i'll be playing in saturday and i think a lot of people are going to weigh heavily on charge. You guys know I have mad love for this horse. I and mean, I liked him always since last year, but oh, yeah. he is very, very hard to trust here. I, I don't know what I would... i probably going to skip the race, but I might go back to Red Run because I thought that was a weird situation last time, but I don't know, guys. I, this is, is a hard horse to, uh, uh, to, to trust whatsoever. And, Total impact.
2: Uh, first lifetime race off Lasix. You know, I always like to throw the Lasix thing in, ugh. but, but ugh. first lifetime race off, which ugh. is... Again, you never you never know what the hell that's going to yeah, be. Maybe, no. Hopefully yeah. nothing.
0: Yeah. I've actually chased this horse a bunch of times, and he's actually just <sighs> finally turning it around. Not turning it around, but I always thought he was talented, but he would never really put it together. He's starting to put it together. Uh, Happy Harry, by the way, in the bottom of the screen, Paul, said save some of that drink for calling the she's he's, and et cetera. So <laughs> don't drink up for the misgendering. Harry wants to remind you, make sure you save some. Um, all right, guys. Let's move on to pick five. It's The Suburban is... A five-horse field, and and I'm probably going to skip it. But anyway, let's go on to the late pick five. This is a really good sequence, guys, I thought, um, with some very tricky races here that we need to talk about. So let me go full screen here, and then I'm going to also bring up our banners, of course, right here coming up. Uh, Pete, by the way, you're going to notice something, Pete? I'm, I'm not saying it's shocking because, of course, I'd like to believe we're both pretty good handicappers. Our picks are so similar this week, Pete. If you're gonna, you won't that's, believe. It. Is that
2: two weeks in a row? I think that was two last weeks week. in a row. Oh. And we've
0: yeah. been, we've been very. Maybe we just been on cloud. Maybe
2: we just been talking too much. You know, and it's finally I, our minds are melding, which I, I don't know if that's good for you. I hate to tell you.
0: Well, I, yeah, I don't know, but we'll, we'll <laughs> see. It might be good for me. I don't know. Uh, it starts in race eight, and it starts. It starts the grade one, guys. How about starting the pick five, the grade one? It's a Belmont Oaks Invitational. It's half a million dollars for the girls, three old girls. They're going a mile yeah. and a quarter, so they're really stretching out here. It's a field of nine. You can see, and the morning favorite is the rail horse number one, Mission of Joy, nice filly for Motion and Leone Pete, we're gonna go to you first. We're gonna you. There's two Chads in the race. Of the race, number five, prerequisite number seven. I believe it's pronounced as Spray or Aspray. You're gonna go with one of them, Pete you're going to go with the one that has speed with IRAD prerequisite five to one morning line.
2: Yeah. And this is purely a, how many times have we seen where there's a Chad that maybe just gets on the lead and just goes and there's nobody to challenge. I mean, if you go strictly from a time form standpoint, you see prerequisite has a one Oh nine. The next horse is an 84 with the one horse. So there just projects to be not a lot of speed. Now, now in that last race, prerequisite was, you know, be your best was coming at prerequisite and, and with a little extra distance probably would have got there. But also prerequisite was on a con- really contested, very, yeah. very hot pace. And on paper, you just don't see that happening here. So if this horse gets a lone lead, great. The horse also showed two back. Now it's made in special weight. Take that for what it is but was able to sit off a hot pace and, and pass horses and close into it. So it just looks versatile. It's got, you know, it's Chad Brown. I you're actually getting a half decent price. So on my ticket, I just don't want to lose to the speed, especially a high quality speed horse like this.
0: I agree. I think this horse is very dangerous. I'm not worried about the distance with this horse and he projects, or she, oh, there we go. She projects, she projects to be on the lead. So, uh, you know, I think she's—I think she's gonna be tough. Um, hold on, I've got to listen. I, if I'm—if I'm hosting the show, it's a fantastic race, though.
2: It is a fantastic top-to-bottom race, where I think you can go a lot of different ways.
0: Yeah, well, Paul's going a different way. Paul's going with the four, uh, and the four is Papilio, one of our uh, gals. You know, you know, I yes. love the source. Uh, I have the source, <laughs> but she's been—I I liked her, voice. She broke my heart on the first her first us start that was a brutal i'd her for the pick five and a whole bunch of things and that was a brutal beat she's very honest uh european bread but that does not necessarily mean she's gonna want distance paul i just want to point that out to everyone who's not familiar with euros everyone thinks oh the euros are gonna want distance cyrus fatal banner uh the sire who's actually australian was a sprinter so high shop around the damn side obviously distance there you're not worried about that paul
3: Well, I mean, she was closing at a mile and an eighth last time. I thought she ran well. Uh, I I guess the race, when you look at it, it's kind of a referendum on the wonder again. Um, I didn't think it was that strong. um, You know, prerequisite, one by a neck. You know, Pratt Road, Pratt ends up on a different horse this race. You know, we talk about the uh, jockey gymnastics. That means anything. Probably means as much as the – Lack of LASIKs, Pete, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think this horse is pretty honest. Uh, Castellano's riding is is uh, not as well as better than anyone at Belmont right now, and uh, I, I went away from the Wonder again, and I went with the horses uh, coming out of the Regret at uh, Churchill Downs, and I went with I, I went four one, and I, I threw in the Asprey, the other uh, the other Chad third.
0: I don't know if it's the main air, but Paul, you sound wonderful it's like very clear and crisp and except for the kids in the background tell them to you know pipe yeah. down uh, it's we a family it's, a, fam- it's,
3: it's a family resort and the lighthouse is a popular picture spot so you're going to get some uh, cameos
0: family shmamley uh listen uh paul memory said last week about last samurai can't win you're absolutely right yep. although i thought he ran well and he lost by like a, a length and a half pipelio not winning this race This wow horse does not want this distance wow I, I, She's smaller. I I just, I, I like her. Sorry, Paul. I like her in general. I don't think this distance works out for her at all. If I'm wrong, I will, you know, tip my cap, Paul. But I, I just don't. I I don't. she, She doesn't. She has like more of a an acceleration. I think she's better going like one mile into a fast pace, like closing. I just, I don't see it with her, even though I like her. Um, I'm gonna go with the spray guys and. Pete, you're exactly right. The pace might not work out for this gal, but I think she can be up closer. Um, and it's the other Chad, and you're going to get a price. Guys, she blew by away last time. That was really impressive. I know it was a fast pace. Um, she's by Quality Road out of a gal, gal in there up, and up was a nice horse, guys, who was in the Breeders' Cup. And I think the, no pun intended, the upside here is huge for a spray I'm hoping Flavian's not too far back. If this horse is like mid-pack, I think she's got a huge shot. You're going to get a bigger price, guys. She's undefeated. She's done nothing wrong. It's Chad and Flavian at like nine to two in a Grade One. Hello, sign me up. I I mentioned in her. I think Mission of Joy is probably the horse to beat, though, guys. In general, and I have a feeling that Mission of Joy and Tyler is not going to be that far off for requisite Pete. It's I know the PPS might not say it. But I I have a hard time believing from the rail Tyler's not going to send a little bit and get positioned relatively close to the pace.
2: Yeah. I mean, as I mentioned before, the one actually has the second time form. It might be by default that Mission of Joy is in sort of that second, third position. But again, we'll have to, probably would have to move a little early to make sure that prerequisite doesn't get away. But this is another horse that's done nothing wrong. The only uh, quote unquote bad race, and it's not bad by any stretch was two back and basically she had a terrible trip and still was closing into Heavenly Sunday who came back and and ran. Did, did Heavenly Sunday win last week or ran really well or ran second maybe actually? But she
0: didn't win. No, she but. ran
2: second. I think. To I'm looking at. Oh yeah, to Jajira in the in the in yeah. at, at yeah. Ellis.
0: But she should have won. I mean, it was a, she got away with another slow pace and couldn't yeah. get the job done.
2: But she still, I mean, it still was a quality Cajero's race. A nice yeah. yeah, it still was a quality race. And Mission of Joy almost took that field down after having pretty much a terrible trip. So yeah. I, it's it's a hard one to leave off. I do want to mention real quick, Matt Shumura in the chat mentioned the six at 10 to one. I really like that horse too. Be your best was, was coming late on prerequisite. I, I guess yeah. the only problem would be the same thing is trip. If prerequisite gets too far away, then they're, they're not going to be, there's most likely not going to be a hot pace to close into this time. That was my own, but that was my next horse up on the ticket. Yeah, basically. Moraine, she's
0: improving. I mean, she was well meant last year, but uh, we'll see. The, yeah. the euros we're not going with guys. They just look slow to me. Sperling Bay. I've watched some replays. I mean, you're talking about 85 time form. That's like a 70 buyer at best. That's on get the job done. Aspen Grove might be a little bit better. These Euros just don't do it for me in this race. We all agree. Um, And they might be bet because they're Euros, guys. But, again, that doesn't mean they can win. Nope, I agree. I agree. All right, let's go on to the next race, guys. Race nine. You see our picks on the bottom of the screen as I switch some things around. Oh, you know what? I need to press all here. Hold on one second to get to race nine or race nine sorry for the delay is an allowance race it's this race (laughs) seven furlongs on the turf very very difficult race i thought uh you can see our picks on the bottom of the screen we're actually not too dissimilar which is surprising to me based on this field because it's a big field and there's a lot of confusing things here to me guys it's a field of 12 with some A's. I believe the weather's gonna be okay. I think there's like some chance of rain, it's you know, but I, I don't I think it's gonna be all right. More than my favorite is the who the number 11 inflation nation for Clemence and Dylan Davis, a three year old by the way, getting first six seven to two. Paul, let's go to you first. You're going with the same horse that I have, Pete Scott second, horse uh, called Appraise for Chad Brown and Flavian nine to two.
3: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Howard. Uh, well, look at the favorite. It's 7 to 2, right? Th- this yeah. is a race where it's, I think it's going to, on the one hand, be hard to figure out where the betters are going to land. But sometimes in races like this, they default to the Chads, to the IRADs, et cetera. Um, although IRAD, ironically, is riding for Pletcher here, not Chad. Um, yeah, I, I thought, uh, you know, the eight uh, has to deal with the layoff. Uh, but again, with Chad. That that pretty much takes that out of play. Uh, ran well in in the in the grade one summer at Woodbine. Uh, Pratt on the turf is is just a total magician, and uh, you know I think whoever you come up with, you, you might get three to one. So um, I, I landed here.
0: Yeah, I, I like his upside. Um, I mean, you gotta this is we're playing the stock market, right, guys? Right. You got to figure out who's gonna take that big step and. Sure, based on his races last year, he's slow, but he's running mid-70s as a two-year-old. You don't think Chad's got this horse improved? I mean, for Klerovic? Got to. I mean, he was very well-meant last year. Um, before I get into my opinions, in general, Pete, and you've got the two, let's go to the two next here. Uh, let me see if you're going to... Oh, interesting. So, well, I'll save my thoughts for your after you talk about Elusive Edge. You've got eight to one. He was involved in a very fast pace in a June 9th race, which a lot of horses are coming out of. So I'm going to show that replay because I do want to talk about the June 9th race. And Elusive Edge uh, just missed. Elusive Edge is uh, – let me, let me show the replay here. Again, there are a lot of horses. So let's watch this. You want to see the 1A, 2, 7, and 9 are all running back uh, Saturday. Again, the 1A, 2, 7, and 9 and your horse, Elusive Edge, on Saturday – is the two in this race, and it was a hot pace.
2: Yeah, was was pressed the whole way. And and actually, the funny thing is, that, the getting the switch to Johnny V, and I didn't love the ride by Alvarado in either of the last two races. And in this one, I thought, sort of let the field stay too close. Now, I know it was a hot pace, and, and you're trying to conserve a little bit of energy, but I thought maybe trying to kick away from a 37-to-1 shot to try and hold off the other horses might have been beneficial. And this horse still held pretty strong i mean he 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 was very game and then you watch bold journey actually just had a wonderful run not in this race but you see him sort of dive into the rail there it was yes. a fantastic fantastic run by that horse and then yep. susa challenged the 1a who's in this field went by but didn't go by in like a way that i thought i thought had a better trip and and didn't go by in a way where i thought out you know out really out kicked the yep. 2 so i think the 2 with maybe a better ride with johnny v up I think just has a decent shot. And in this race, I was wide open. So I started just looking for, I was hoping for some prices and if I can catch one, that's what I'm looking for here.
0: So again, for the viewers, obviously if you're for listening to this. And by the way, our listens are way up on our audio platform. So if you listen to us and you're listening to us right now on the audio, on an audio platform, obviously later on in the week, thank you very much. And please do so. However, you obviously can't see our replays unless you're watching on youtube the two is here the one a was here here's the seven here is the nine um here's my general thought and this is now this is exactly the time to bring this up i i don't like anyone coming out of this race and paul i don't know if you feel the same way but that race just didn't do much for me i know that time looks very fast but paul there was a time at belmont where the turf course was rock hard and the times were very fast so in theory You might say, "Well, Howard, look how fast the times were." Blah blah blah. I I think you gotta be a little bit careful. I just don't like really anyone coming out of that race, Paul. That's why my three uh, topics are not coming out of the June 9th race. Any thoughts, Paul, on that?
3: I tend to agree. I mean, fifty-six and one is is moving. (laughs) You know, uh, turf, uh, hard turf, or no turf—that is moving. But you know, certainly, bold journey. You know, you'd be looking. At a low odds, you would be looking to try to beat that horse next time based on, you know, the rails I mean, hats off, hats off to him. The rail opened and uh, up he went. But uh, yeah, I did not, uh, I did not go, I have a loose of edge as a of C um, because I do think, um, you That's know, right. hey, look, if, uh, if he goes around in 57 and four this time, uh, you know, uh, then those last two furlongs might be a little easier to get. So uh, yeah, I did not go with – I, I kind of tend to agree, but, uh, you know, I, I think the horse did run well, though, uh, considering the pace. And I know the turf was hard, but he uh, he didn't really give it up till late stretch.
0: I, I just – I'm going some fresh faces. By the way, Kyle Roscoe, host of Betten Boozin, is in the chat. Hello to everyone in Chatsville. Let's make some money this weekend. Kyle and his father will actually be at Horseshoe, Indianapolis, guys. They're going down to Horseshoe, Indianapolis for a big card there. Make Baby sure you day. check out – Benton and Boozen from last night. I think it was episode 29 uh, for a preview. I've got three A's, guys. The eight. I've got Inflation Nation here. The 11. Again, I like Turnbacks, guys. Um, I like Clement. This horse has, <coughs> excuse me, has some tactical speed and was sprinting last year, Pete. So I'm hoping maybe this horse will be, you know, sort of closer to your two or at least closer than it looks on paper. Uh, that's my opinion. And I've got a complete wacky horse. I just want to throw out there. That I'm using is an A, guys. So I don't think it's that wacky. What say thee? Okay. Got an 80 uh buyer last time going a mile and an eighth. I don't think this horse wants a mile and an eighth. Is newly gelded, is bred very well, is working well. How about, guys, a breeze over the trading trap? I'm assuming that's a, at the, on the Oklahoma Paul. How yes. about 46 breezing? I mean, I don't usually take turf breezes too much into account. I don't know. It's a wide open race. This horse is sharp. Maybe he wants to turn back. You could do worse for the fifteen to ones. I'm throwing this horse in there also. I, I Ocean against-
3: Murphy. You pick up Ocean Murphy.
0: Murphy. I, I'm just against the June 9th race. Sorry, Pete. No disrespect. Oh, I, I don't. You know, really I don't. Wrong.
2: I have everyone. I, I I had the five as a B. I have right. like four A's, multiple B's. I, I like the O.C. Murphy's like my second, third favorite jockey in the world. So. I, I i like that he's over and he's picking up some of these mounts. so i had this horse would definitely be on my
3: ticket in some respect
0: for sure yeah uh, I, I think it's a, a wide open race let's go on to the next i should
3: one. say howard just before we leave the race I, I own as small a piece as you can own but i do That's have a tight. small piece of Dracone the four yeah. who was coming off a win it was a good sunday memorial day weekend uh Uh, I had bought my wife a very small piece of a horse one year for her birthday because who needs chocolates and flowers? And um, they both won on the same card at Belmont, Uh, Dracone won and Cannon Fire won. So, uh, you know, this guy, this is a big step up in class. You know, he's got to move up from his 77s, but he's a pretty competitive horse and his right distance is is up to a mile. Uh, So I'll be using him because I have to use him.
2: I have him as an A, Paul. I had him as an A, Paul. I All just, right, he Pete. He was right on. Uh, he didn't make my final ticket for budgetary purposes, but he was an A on my
0: on my list.
2: Oh, uh, you don't Pete. want to
0: see my ABC ticket with the, with your horse. Um, oh, is don't, it, don't a, you have it's a to stretch. Pick, don't you have to it's pick a, him on top, by the way? Or is that only national shows?
3: Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's funny. I might play the Naira contest Saturday, and I think I think the only options are to play him to yes, win or not, or not play the race.
0: That's true, actually. I think I yeah. might have to declare something or whatever. But yeah. Anyway, All right, let's go on to race 10, guys, uh, as we're switching here to the next race. Race, are oh, those beautiful birds chirping in the background? What a wonderful background. Uh, the Belmont Derby, guys, let's bring that up right now on screen. This is a grade one. It's for the boys going a mile and a quarter. It's $750,000. Whoa. Big purse, big field of 11. With the morning line favorite, a Euro, the number 11. The Foxes, Andrew Balding, a very good trainer in Europe. Oshin Murphy gets the mountain. You see our pick on the bottom of the screen. Pete and Paul, you guys are locked up here. You're going with a horse we've talked about a lot on this show, sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for reasons that were frustrating, like at Churchill Downs uh, at, during, the, um, uh, during the derby weekend when we really needed Farbridge very badly. This is a super talented horse, Pletcher and Jose Ortiz, Pete, you'll go first. What do you like about him?
2: Well, I like the Ortiz move from Rosario. That was the first thing. I mean, I liked Ouch. this horse before. I, Anyone I,
0: agree I, in the chat with Pete, by the way, the I mean, move I off of Rosario? I'm going to guess there's probably a
2: couple in there. I don't know, if Paul, if that was a, a swinging factor for you as well. But this horse has always shown talent. I mean, the, the Pletcher-Ortiz combo, 33% wins, 75% in the money on the turf at Belmont. So, you know, you always have to like that. I love English channel. I just really like this horse. And I feel like every ra- in the last two races, I feel like he's been compromised in one way or the other. So I'm hoping Ortiz coming on, maybe he just gets a better trip and we can see the real horse that we've been expecting these last couple of weeks.
0: So let's watch. You got the, the six is Calick four, six, and eight are in, in the race on Saturday. Guys, Calick's on the front end. Farbridge is in the yellow silks and then you got the 4 silver knot um uh, for Godolphin. So if you don't know if you want to go through this race, there's a weirdly and oddly run stretch between the 4 and the 8 especially.
2: Well, I don't know what the heck the 8 was doing. The 8, I mean, look at the 8 looks like he's going to give up the race and just pull up and they let the they let Calic sort of go on the lead with very slow fractions. And then oh, that's yeah, just a yeah, quality yeah. horse that and then now you look at Farbridge all of a sudden has a ton of kick. And watch, he's gonna split these well, not really split, but you know, sneak up the rail and show it and, and still show some kick. Out kick Silver Knot, who was the the big favorite. And you weren't getting to Calick because Kalik was is a quality speed horse who sort of had it his way, but Again, I don't know what Farbridge was doing. I don't know if it was the horse. I don't know what the problem was, but dropping way back to last like that and then making that run, I'm just hoping to get him a little bit closer and have him in the race a little bit more this time. So we'll see if Ortiz, the switch to Ortiz, can help with that.
0: Paul, from what I've heard and what it looks like, interestingly enough, Farbridge actually prefers to be inside horses, which is very weird to me. I don't know how he's going to be ridden. But to me, Paul, even though I have this source second, I think the breeding could really help here in this race because this is an English Channel of a Kitten's Joy mare. You'd have to believe distance will not be an issue with Farbridge, and it might be for some of the other Americans.
3: Yeah, and watching that replay, Howard, you know, uh, if you want to be in defense of Rosario, it looks like he was doing everything possible to keep him on the inside, and, you know, maybe that's why. But, you know, at some point, you know, if there's no hole there's no hole. I, I, I guarantee you he won't be coming from I don't, I shouldn't guarantee. I, I would highly doubt he is coming from dead last. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh silver knot, uh, maybe just a tad closer with, you know, Richard Mullen, uh, having a second crack at a U.S. ride on him. So yeah, I thought Fabridge were in the rest, best race, you know, Kay, look, I, I thought, uh, uh, a, a real tell here was the morning line of five to one. You know, three wins in a row, Chad Brown, and five to one morning line. Uh, that was a thievery in that race last time. Minute and th- um, 113 for the six furlongs. They were walking. As Pete said, they, you, no, you weren't getting to them. You knew you weren't getting to them pretty much after the half mile, but definitely after six furlongs and 113. Uh, and he really. You know, he wasn't really. Irad was not really asking him that much to to stay on the lead. So, I think this also will be lower than five to one, just because of the connections. And I think the value in the race, if there is value, is to to try to beat him. Now, you're not going to, you know, using a euro and, and using uh, uh, a pletcher, you're not going to get huge value. But I, I do think the eight's going to take some money.
0: Well, I with the seven with with Wizard of Westwood uh, coming in, yeah, um, I have a hard time believing going to get an easy lead in this race. Right. This horse has to be sent for Johnny V. So yeah. the game. seven is going. People mentioned Silver Knot and some nice works. I mean, what? May, maybe he's sharp. I've never. I don't know. I liked him in the Breeders' Cup last year, but I, I don't. I I didn't like his last effort. I, I I don't know. It didn't do much for me. I'm a little bit negative to Silver Knot, guys. I think the Fox is, is the real deal and the 11 holes tricky, but uh, this horse has tactical speed. He's going to have to get covered up a little bit. Probably if he can break. Okay. and Get covered up. I think he's very classy. You see there, the time forms here, guys are in the low to mid or the low one hundreds. That equates to, you know, easily 90. with this field. I, I think the Foxes is, is the real deal. Lost to August Rodine, who just won the Irish Derby last, uh, last time. He's facing nice horses, guys. This is a real serious group, you know, one, group, two euro that I think has got a big shot in this race. That's who I'm going with. Any quick thoughts on the Foxes or maybe the, uh, the 10 who uh, you've got, third Pete, who was super-duper impressive, beating one of my horses, certified lover boy, Uh, yeah, in the race on June 3rd, absolutely blew by the competition
2: pretty easily, too. Yeah, I mean, if you just look on impressiveness in a race, this horse I think is the top choice. So, yeah, this one is, I mean, they're they're sort of again, I hate to be repetitive, they're all sort of A's for me at this top line, but the 10 was so impressive. Redistricting healers looked great. Now, whether this jump in class is going to be as easy to do, yeah, you see, I mean. Your your horse ran a pretty solid race, too, Howard, by the way. Yeah, big big, big odds. Big number, too. I I
0: tipped him out for people that have our yearly subscriptions. Yeah, Yeah, yep. That was a nice try. But, but I mean,
2: maybe. you look at this horse, the way he sort of strided out and, and he didn't, if I remember correctly, just watching the whole race, he didn't use him at all. He just sort of ranged him no. up and, and I think it, it was pretty easy. It was, a was, field, easy. It, was a, it was a very weak field. I mean, it's, a, it's still a maiden special. and Now you're coming into a grade one oddly. And I saw this in the, in the closer look at the bottom too. So it was repeated. Chad Brown, 0 for 8 with three-year-old second-career starters in graded stakes on turf. That's very specific, but it was just a funny one. I was like, who the hell would even know that that's a thing? Um, Actually, Brown and Pratt together aren't that great in turf routes at this level, the grade one level at Belmont. One for 10 wins, two for 10 in the money, which is odd as successful they are. Um, I guess the only thing that you think could get this horse is just the lack of experience and if there isn't much pace up front, he hopefully he could sit a little close though. I feel like he could be mid pack and that should give him enough. I'm taking this horse on my ticket at eight to one in case he's just a monster and he just beats this field. Yeah.
0: I've got him as a B Matthew Chimera mentioned. The horse might be something special. If he wins this race, that would really impress me. I just, it's so hard to come off of a main win like that. But anyway, uh, we'll see you guys. Let, let's go ahead and move on. It's going to be a great race for sure. Let's move on to the victory ride. Now the victory ride guys has an undefeated New York bread. So you know who Paul took, right? Maple Leaf Mel is an undefeated New York bread. So Paul, of course, will be loyal to his New York (laughs) bread. Paul going against Maple Leaf Mel. Look at that guys. We are all trying to beat Maple Leaf Mel, who is a super talented Philly. we are all going with red, Carpet Ready, the number eight. Paul, no New York loyalty? What the hell, man?
3: There's always a story, Howard, right? So let me give All you right. quickly, I'll give, give you the us. story. So I'm at All Churchill right. Downs on Oaks Day, and I was working on a feature of Patrick Lewis, who is the owner of Upland Flats Racing, who is part owner of this Red Carpet Ready. Interviewed him, and I said, geez, he's got a horse in the eight bells. I'll go down and watch the race from the winner's circle with them." Stood next to him. As this horse won that well, thrilling race, if you remember, Money's Gold uh, moving up was a big, big favorite yeah. uh, in that race. Um, yeah, I went back and forth. I love Maple Leaf Mel. I covered the race at Saratoga when uh, she won the Seeking the Ante last year. The day before the Travers, I I think this horse is pretty much as good as as good as you, you know. He, she's in that female sprint. Division. To, uh, that was
0: close. That was close. That, I'm, gonna that was, uh, I'm gonna have a sip. I'm gonna have a set. Yeah,
3: I got it. I, I'm all right. I'm all a right. A little one. Uh, I, you know, and again, I, I I will say this: you don't need to use anyone else in the race. I know that's not being too helpful to people, but I I went. I think post position wise, uh, I I like the horse that's able to kind of track everything from the outside. Sayers gave this horse an extremely good ride last time. Um, but maple leaf bell uh, owned by one of the greatest coaches of all time coach Mike uh no no coach Parcells. um uh, you know i was i, hope I was
0: not listening by the way i
3: was i was down to the wire on this and and really i think the the final thing i, well, I had to pick one I, I think the eight i think you want to be outside uh, being able to track in this type of race
0: uh pete in a weird way isn't the key to this race and at least a reason why i like the eight is the number two dazzling blue i think you know why
2: yeah i think so actually can i can i take paul's place for a second i i when i was looking at maple leaf mel and paul I'm, i assume you know this story and, and probably would tell it yeah. better than i would but i was somebody in the chat mentioned who's melanie Giddings, and i was like yeah, yeah. this is weird why would you why would you move trainers on a horse that's this awesome unless there was a sale that I, that I didn't know about. So I, I read about it and apparently, and you could tell it better. Apparently Parcells named this horse after Melanie Giddings, who's an assistant to Jeremiah Engelhart, because she had stage and she had stage four cancer, um, which I think she had since beaten. Correct. Now they, now she's training this horse here, it's Maple Leaf Mel, obviously, after her. It just seems she's like a, a Canadian.
3: She's story. from Canada. Yep. Seems like
2: a fantastic story. Not necessarily my thing. That's usually your thing. But I thought that was cool because I was like, it just seemed odd to me because I didn't know anything about her. And I, it seemed odd that make that trainer switch. So I just had to research to see what was going on. And so yeah, well she, the,
3: the, the horse has been with her, even though she's, yes. she kind of just went out on her own recently yep uh, but was still you know was still kind of helping out Jeremiah and so she is what has been with this horse every day of her life so yes. um I, I think the switch was kind of more of a formality. She was really taking care of the horse anyway. obviously it's nothing that Jeremiah Parcells and no. Jeremiah go back uh, a long way but it is a great story and uh you know it's great for her. Uh, As I say, she just you can see she's got 23 starts this year, just went on her own. And, uh, you know, to have to have someone like this officially move into into your barn, even though she was already living in her barn. Right before uh, a
2: grade one, which is awesome. this.
3: This is I'll tell you, do you forget the New York bread thing, folks? This is a real, real racehorse. And this is going to be a good race.
2: Yeah, but to to get back to your point, Howard, with Dazzling Blue, there's a lot of speed in this race, I think, potentially. So I think Dazzling Blue was just a tough one. I mean, you look on you look at those you look at those race lines and you're like, okay, why am I not taking this horse? This horse just looks fantastic. Has Pratt, it's a Brad Cox out of Judmont. Three very easy wins in a row. I guess the only reason you would maybe not is the buyers are a little light. But are the buyers a little light because she hadn't had to work that hard? It's it's hard to know. I mean, but she's definitely going to be she's definitely going to be the speed and she's going to make the five work. If the five wants the lead, she's going to have to deal with this two horse. And, and in all honesty, I'm trying I'm looking back at the time forms, the two, the five. I mean, even a couple horses outside the six and even the it's eight red carpet. Small. Yeah. And red yeah. carpet ready isn't slow. I think red carpet no. ready will be more patient, hopefully, and yeah. not get into that mix. But we'll be close enough to put pressure on horses who hopefully are taking pressure already from each other. So that was my thought. And that's why I'm sort of leaning on red carpet ready along with with Paul there.
0: Very you, brief. Actually, very brief. This is a major class test. I love this horse. I hate this spot. Last time in this Preakness, guys, there's a horse called Key of Life. Who was the main speed or the other speed and really talented? Was on the inside, didn't break. Maple Leaf Mel just ended up getting a perfect trip and won and beat really nobody because the favorite didn't run. Uh, Red Cover Ready is faced. We've already talked. Much tougher horses. I love the post. The only thing I don't like is that she doesn't have a works in New York and has not run in New York. That's a small concern for me that she'll handle Belmont. Well- if she handles Belmont, guys, I think she's a very likely winner getting a perfect trip. And don't forget about the number one Interpolate, who broke my heart at Keeneland, just losing to Key of Life. Paul, we were there. We were actually in the uh, green room when that race happened, the Sunday of Keeneland. So Interpolate's not impossible either, but I love Red Card Ready. I agree.
3: Howard, I would say this red carpet ready was scheduled to run in the Jersey girl stakes. or the Jersey city stakes, June 4th, the Thursday of Belmont weekend that was canceled due to the poor air quality. So they kind of got stuck with this horse where they had to sit around an extra, you know, extra month now. Uh, so that, that, and, and that's a fact this horse was pretty sharp. Um, but you, you'll see, has worked several times since the Churchill race. Um, but they obviously the horse was in New York because they didn't cancel till that morning. But they decided to, uh, you know, Rusty Arnold is 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 Kentucky based, so they shipped back to Kentucky. But yeah, this is a this this is a good horse, and uh, you know, how Oscar performance who uh, we had a chance to visit, if uh, you'll recall. Yeah. At uh, Mill Ridge, uh, we visited Oscar Performance after the uh, Keelan Card in April. And, uh, yeah, sh- this is a really good horse. And, as I said, uh, uh, Bo Bromagen uh, and, and Patrick uh, Lewis, uh, both great guys and uh, easy to root for, as is certainly uh, the coach and, and Melanie Giddens.
0: Yeah, it should be a fun race. It's a prep for the Grade One test later at Saratoga, so it's gonna be a great race, guys. Let's just take a few minutes to talk about the last race, which of course is very difficult. And look, look at our picks though. We have a lot of similar horses, even though um, it's a difficult race. I have a pretty strong opinion in this race, to be honest, and I'll I'll talk about it here in a minute. Let me bring up the uh, race itself. It, it closes out with a maiden forty. Of course, claimer six furlongs on the turf, New York Reds. Oh, yeah, yeah, why? Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. 12 horse field, guys. If it holds together, there's some AEs. Moreline favorite is the number two blue plate special Dutro and I Rad. Guys, we're gonna go very quickly. Pete, you and I agree with screw loose on the inside.
2: Yeah, and I do not have a strong opinion, so you could feel free to jump in in, okay. a, in about two <laughs> seconds because I, I this was uh, this is purely a, hey, every time you watch one of these maiden claiming races, it winds up being some horse who didn't run great but came out of a maiden special. But I guess with this one, at least for me, I, in the last one, you see how he was up close on a hot pace and then yeah. eventually faded. Uh, yeah. Now you're talking second with the trainer, although Hennig, zero for 11 made in special way to made in claimers in the past three years making that move. So, but again, that's a small sample small size. Sample and here. this is a very, it's a very bad field of top okay. to bottom. So I'm bad. figuring if you can get a win, this might be the one to do it. I figure maybe we get a decent trip from the rail, not too far back. Hopefully. I don't know. Why don't you jump in and see what you like about.
0: Paul, this. Here's what I'll say. Paul, here's my strong opinion, Pete. I, I hate the two. I, I don't, I know, Paul. I know. Paul, have another beverage. <laughs> it's like... Look, I, I don't like the two for so many reasons, guys. This is the one horse, Pete and Paul, that I could be the most wrong of all day long in the last race. I, I don't get it. Okay. The horse is dropping down fine. The horse was already in for 40, two starts back, and lost. The drop down, okay. There's no turf breeding here. I mean, there's zero turf breeding on the damn side. Can is okay. Uh, on the male side, but they're dropping this horse down. The works are awful. He's going to take a ton of money because it's IRAD. I just the source. Can he win? Sure. I wouldn't bet a dime on this horse at anything lower than five to one on the win end. I, I don't get it. Paul, well, tell me I'm crazy. I, well, I'm fun, I, I, would I,
3: I would say this. I would say this. The last race, the horse this race is coming out of, granted it was on dirt, and this is a turf race, but yep. they're coming out of that race, there's been one winner and two other horses to run second in their subsequent start. So okay. that was a pretty decent maiden special weight. The horse has tactical speed, and it's the biggest drop in racing. Although, as you point out, um, you know, it, it is a drop, but remember, they only paid forty for the horse two races ago. So, you, you know, they took their crack at seventy-five, and they're like, "Okay, maybe we'll lose them for forty, and maybe we'll get a a, a win or a place purse out of it." So, it, it's not, you know, it's not a, a huge deal. Um, the well, why drop.
0: Why What I don't. Well, what's well. The, turf the angle. I don't. I don't.
3: Because know. he's zero for three on dirt, and why not? Yeah.
0: Okay. I I I like I like him. That's exactly the reason I don't well, like. Well, I would you
3: know as the favorite. You know, again, I, I'm looking yeah, at it from a hor- from a horizontal point of view. Uh, he's a definite A for me, but yeah, I would. Okay. I kind of as far as the body of the race, I don't I don't disagree with you. I'm not tripping over myself to bet this horse is the favorite.
0: I'm just using him very defensively. Uh, real quick, Pete. I know we, we gotta move on here because we Jim is waiting. Yeah. Real quick on left me behind. I think the horse is very live, dropping down for Katie Davis. I think there's enough speed in the race, and there's Got one up. other horse I absolutely have to mention before we go. But any quick thoughts, either one of you on the ten? Go
3: ahead. Paul. I had the yeah, I, I had the two on top, and and I thought right below them that my next two choices were the one and ten. I'd uh, love, um, you know. Sakatoga and Jack Dalton and his group and Barkley, you know, always easy to root for them. So uh, yes, I I thought the one and 10 were right there, as you can see underneath my two.
2: Uh, Barkley tag is, I don't have exact numbers, but he's not great in turf sprints. He's not great in sprints in general, but in turf sprints as well. So in a race where I don't think I'd bet any of these horses to win in all honesty. So I I was looking at one where I'm just like, ah, This one, at least, there's the drop down. There's some decent connections. There, there's some multiple next out winners came out of the last race on the turf that the ten ran, and then the one before ran against Calic. Now got destroyed, but was you know at least in the race. So who knows?
0: All right, real quick, I got some stats and Jim Miller in the bullpen. Be ready to take your wallet out because I got a f- crazy horse in this race that could make everyone a lot of money. So let me talk for a second here, guys. First of all, for people looking for fresh faces, the number nine, Linda's only 10% first time. Guys, she is 6% first time in a turf sprint. I couldn't believe it was that low. 6% yeah. first time in a turf sprint. I don't like the nine. The number 12, another fresh face, right? Boston Strong Mom, a great, great name. Uh, Weaver's only 5 for 40 First time uh in the turf sprint and 13% overall in this situation, and I don't like the post, so I I don't really like the 12 guys. Here's my complete bomb in this race, the number six, Burn, Jakey Burn. Now let me give you some information, okay? This horse did zero running last time, but that was last year at Saratoga on the dirt, okay? Full makeover a year. This is like a first-time starter, right? A year later. Gelded first time LASIKs. The army mules are running, guys. Okay on turf two. And Castellano. How many mounts do you think Castellano has with Bruce Brown this year? How many just total mounts? You guys want to take a guess? Total mounts this year. Two. That is correct. Two mounts, Castellano for Bruce Brown. Finished second and finished third on a thirty to one. Um, this combination, guys, is thirty-nine percent in the money. OK, so the horse looks impossible on paper. I have no idea if this horse can run. What I do know is a lot of other horses I don't like, including the favorite with Irad. Do not throw do not take burn uh, the number six horse off your burn. Jakey burn. If this horse runs, guys, at least even underneath, I will have some money in the source in the trifecta, at least underneath. He's a fascinating wacko that wins these kind of bad races, guys.
2: I have him as I have him as a B and it's based on a couple of the things you said. So i was, okay, Howard
3: the Army Mules are eighteen uh, percent winning turf sprints, by the way. Army there Mules
2: awesome. Army Mules is oh. like the best combination dirt, young dirt and turf combination sire out there that doesn't get much love, you know, nationally at least.
0: All right, I'm gonna get arrows thrown me from Jim Miller if we don't move on here, guys. So Real and quick. I'm getting
3: and I'm getting eaten alive out here for the
2: good All of right, the well, show. By the
0: way, well, i well, appreciate your dedication. There's an asterisk next to your pick five. We'll explain why. One four seven four eight eleven five 5812510. An extra eight dollars, but there's a good reason, Paul. One hundred eight bucks. Well, that? I
3: had to, I, yes, I, I had to use Dracone, my horse. Oh. And I, I, so that's my, that's my excuse. You know, again, if you're being efficient on a caveman, you probably have to decide between the five and eight. Um, I, I was really, again, really, really torn in this, in this race. Um, I don't want to get beat by Melanie Gidd- Giddings horse. And I don't yeah. want to get beat by Patrick Lewis's horse. But if you were being efficient, you'd, you'd pick one and take your chances. Uh, but yeah, so I, 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 and that would allow you to go, you know, maybe four deep in a few of the other races, or maybe even five deep in the finale, Howard. Which, based on the way you're talking, you would subscribe to that type of thinking.
0: <laughs> I, I think so. Uh, Pete's $90 ticket is one five seven with one two eight with four five eight ten eleven with eight singling red carpet ready against Maple Leaf Mel with one More two official. five ten gutsy uh pete 90 bucks
2: well i i on that leg i agree with paul i think you sort of have to split between the two and you pick which one you like i i sort of like red carpet ready just a, a touch because of the other speed in the race and because of the outside post that maybe can can get more of a a cleaner trip from there in the first leg i think i think i'm sort of i think i'm sort of just taking the the top one. the are making me think this one we should do <laughs> yeah here
3: you go the, tell him done man it's done deal done done that done deal
2: Sorry, Pete. That- no, no, no. That's a, that's much more important. Yeah, first leg just went with some obvious ones. Second leg actually has some prices, so that's the one I'm looking for. Third leg, I think I- I'm going with, I, I like the Foxes, redistricting, Calick, Farbridge, Web Slinger, who we didn't even talk about. So went a little bit deeper there, red carpet ready. And then in the last leg, if we weren't on the $90 budget, I probably would have added another Maybe three horses to that last leg because I don't yeah. like any of them. I think it's wide open.
0: I agree. It's a it's a tough race. I'm seeing red carpet ready. Also, Pete, a great minds think alike. I hope. um, I've got one five seven with five eight eleven with four five six ten eleven. Pete, very similar to yours. As you can see yeah, yep. with eight with one five six ten. I'm using. Burn, Jakey, Burn. I don't need Blue Plate Special, the number two with what? Oh, it's Irad. Oh, no. He's going to win every race because he's three to one. He's going to take a ridiculous amount of money. Ah, don't take blue Blue Plate Special, guys. Take a chance with the six and go with a much bigger price, and your pick five can explode to six grand instead of you know six hundred or something. So that's my pick five. It's ninety dollars, guys. Let's bring on Jim Miller who's waiting very patiently. Paul, if you gotta go, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm going in. All I, right. I, I'm, Good I'm luck. take out care of the Paul. people stay on for a second, Pete. Talk to you, you Saturday, man. Take care, Paul. Good luck. All go right. You, Let, let's bring on Jim. Let's bring on Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourses. Uh Paul's getting eaten alive out there in Maine. How are you doing, Jim?
1: I thought that was just like a backdrop. I couldn't believe that was like legitimately just yeah. sitting outside. So kudos to uh, Paul for uh, checking in from there. That that's pretty awesome.
0: Pretty cool. Uh, what was not awesome, Jim and <laughs> Pete, on for a second is I wait till you see this, Pete. We got some horrific rain. Yeah. Uh, over you know uh, over the weekend, Sunday especially. What Was weird, Jim. For people that are not familiar with Chicago area, it really only rained in like Chicago proper and like the west side of the city. I live on the north side of yep. the northern suburbs, we got rain, but it really wasn't that bad. I got like an inch or something. I mean, it was. But some of the pictures you have, Jim, here, I'm gonna show on screen. You can tell each one here. Yeah. I hope this is not your car, Jim. No, but is no, Race- but that's
1: on the back stretch, that's right next to the garage oh. on the back stretch at Hawthorne. And uh, right. this storm stalled out right over the racetrack. And when I say stalled out, we had eight. inches of rain on Sunday. And initially they said it was just going to go and kind of pass through and be done by 1030, 11 o'clock. No, that wasn't the case. So here's the thing with this picture. If you zoom in a little bit and you look kind of at the infield there, that's not supposed to be a lake there. That's just supposed to be the grass (laughs) of the infield. And then to the left side, that's our turf course. So you can see how much the water washed out onto our turf course there. It was insane. The amount of rain. Then the next one is probably the craziest one. This is one of them. This is outside our Horsemen's association trailer. That's a trash bin rolling down the uh, backstretch right there in the middle. We had uh, three or four feet of water that was going through the backside there. And it's one of those things where if you don't realize in Chicago, it takes them reversing the Chicago river to yeah. get places like this on the West side, uh, drained drain down. And then the last picture is probably the most insane. That's where we store our starting gates on the backside. So, you figure, you see where the horses walk into the gate, that's up there probably three and a half, four feet high on the backstretch. So this is something where we dealt with throughout the course of the day on Sunday. And I'll tell you, the best thing of it all, all the horses were okay. All the help on the backside was okay. More, more than anything, it just became a cleanup process. But uh, clearly, you can see why we didn't race on Sunday. You can see why we weren't on the turf yesterday. Uh, we weren't on the turf today. Right after yesterday's card, literally 10 minutes after yesterday's card, we had another two inches of rainfall at Hawthorne. So we're already off the grass for Sunday. We're not even going to bother with it, but uh, I'll I'll tell you you about that. Yeah. And and it's one of the things that I like to do. I like to notify everybody ahead of time if there is no shot of being on the grass and especially because we had a race with five MTOs entered in it. You notify them today. It allows them to help for their shipping, medication, shoes, uh, just knowing that they're in the race. So. All five of them are going to run in the race Sunday in race number four. So it's something that benefits the better and benefits the horsemen as well.
0: Terrific. Well, I'm glad. I mean, Pete, thank God everyone's okay because that's some scary-ass pictures right there. So,
1: um, Pete, we're going to
0: let you go. And don't go anywhere, folks. We're going to cover the late – uh, pick forward, Jim, and talk about some cool events coming up with our podcast next week at Hawthorne. Pete, you had something you wanted to add here? I was just going to say, <laughs> hey, Jim,
2: for 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 you and your son, I just wanted to – My know, man. Hopefully my man's feeling better. Hopefully we get that cast off, but I love yeah. it. I, yeah, I my told man. my son about it because he loves he loves Petty Wise. So I told yep. my son he was very impressed. He's like, maybe I should break my arm. I'm like, let's not do that. No, it's let's summertime. Not do not you, you don't want that. You don't I, want and that. I, I
1: felt so bad for the kid. And for those that are listening, it's just one of the things. He plays baseball. I coach baseball. Last Wednesday, he got hit with a pitch on the hand and it was his right ring finger knuckle. So it was still like kind of against the bat when he got hit. He toughed it out because he knew he was going to pitch in a tournament Saturday. He actually pitched a complete game shutout on Saturday. Wow! And then on the 4th of July, we had just kind of a makeup game. He hit a ball off the end of the bat and said, hey, it stings a little bit. X-ray, you find out the knuckle's broken. So we're actually... uh, Tomorrow morning at 6:30 heading in for surgery to get a couple of pins put in there but uh, uh he'll be okay season's over but yeah yeah you know, the the pennywise reference the it reference he did the uh the little bit of a cast action if you want to check it out you can check it out it's uh posted I have it on my uh, Twitter handle there but uh he'll be okay he's 16 he's going to heal up quickly but uh it's going to be weird coaching baseball games that my son's not playing in for the rest <laughs> of the season.
0: Yeah that sucks sorry to hear that Jim. Anyway. Uh Pete we're Pete going to let you go thanks Laphan uh man and we'll uh uh, we'll see you. Uh, well, we're going to see you next week on several different podcasts. We'll get into that. But yep. good luck on Saturday. It's gonna be a great racing day, Pete. Between us and Horseshoe uh, Indy. All right, see you, see you, everybody. Take care, Pete. All right, Jim. Let's get on. I got some questions for you, real yep. quick. Um, no and I apologize for I didn't prep you on this, but no. I, I looked at the card on Sunday at Hawthorne as I always do. First two-year-old races of the year.
1: Yeah, they were supposed to be last Sunday. So. It was one of those things, and Hawthorne's kind of tricky because we didn't typically run the two-year-old races because we weren't running in the summer, so we were kind of the ones that were picking up where everybody left off when we had that fall meet, so to try to time things out for when we were going to run the two-year-old races, how we were going to run them, and to just get people ready for these races, finally we're getting to that point, so a couple of two-year-old races, they're starting to pick up a little bit, so you're probably going to see two-year-olds on the track. Maybe once a week, maybe once every other week type of thing. But the Philly race and the boy race both filled for Sunday.
0: Um, real quick, from Racing Down Wind, remember to join the Saratoga Power Picks. We're starting a new tip sheet just for Saratoga, Jim. You'll be on the on the list there. Saratoga is very tricky track and the rain, and rains a lot. Track service changes. Make sure you join. Thank you, Racing Down Wind. We hope we have a lot of people join. And from Tom Espinosa, great group in San awesome, Francisco. Tom. Estrada had a similar injury from your son, apparently. just wishing your son will be recovered soon thank you thank you you very much tom very nice um okay race one at hawthorne not part of the late pick four right there's a horse called dorothy crowfoot jim i need some help there okay this horse (laughs) this is in race one sunday at hawthorne half a million yeah. Half a million dollar Audible cult. And Audible is only $25. Yeah, uh, $25, $25, <laughs> $25. excuse me. Um, you know, to breed to 20 times the stud fee for Larry Rivelli with a bullet works all over the place, including hello for a two-year-old at this time of year. Yeah. 59 breezing gym. Is this, is this like the next superstar? Yeah, wow.
1: you, you never know. And the thing is, uh, Carolyn, and seven Wilson, or two
0: more line, by the way, what's, what's that well,
1: all about? Scroll, scroll through the field a little bit and you'll, you'll kind of see why Ravelli's got another well, one in there. That's going to be pretty tough. I mean, you look yeah. at Richie's gal, that's a horse that also should be pretty good. Um, and it's again, you're just, you're kind of looking through the works and that Dorothy Crowfoot probably will take a good amount of action, but it's kind of trying to figure out what the betters are going to do in that race. Because okay. Julio Felix is not typically your number one rider, even for Ravelli. He's kind of the guy that's the second or third yeah. rider. So when you scroll through and see where Ravelli lined things up, that was the reason. But uh, Carolyn Wilson has had some good horses. She had a horse by the name of the tabulator that ran in the Breeders' Cup years ago. She has some good purchases. She has some horses that can run very well. And especially for these young horses, Ravelli used to be the king of the two-year-olds at Arlington. I mean, it was every two-year-old race he was winning. He's one of the guys who had these horses ready six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, and the two-year-old races then just weren't filling. So he's been waiting on these horses, training them. you see, 59 and 2, that's a really good workout for any type of horse at Hawthorne, but especially for a two-year-old.
0: Maybe once longer? I mean, I... (laughs) I don't, I mean, how good do you have to be? I
1: mean, well, and and that's the other thing, too. Like, we're sitting at four and a half furlongs for two year olds. He said these horses are ready to go three quarters already. So you're right. But the other thing for Larry, he's very good with training horses to get out of the gate. So when you see a quick gate drill, this is a horse that probably pops right out of the gate, and there's not going to be any stamina issues for the horse either.
0: Well, I've talked to Frank Mustari about this. I don't even yeah. know his contest play. Of course, you know Mustari's. And I, I asked Frank actually last year, like, how does Ravelli do it? He's similar to Ward. The minute they – when they break him down in Florida, they just break him out of the gate more yeah. often than, than most. They don't – I'm not saying they, like, uh, you know, they, they don't, like, uh, work the horse, you right. know, like, uh, 50,000 times. They don't, you know, abuse the horse. or anything. they just – their style is break out of there quickly, and the horse's – Learn how to break quickly from the gate when they're when they're younger before they even hit the the track. And I mean, anyone who's a fan of Arlington or used to be exactly. Yeah. I mean, his horses almost always break like lightning, even as like lower claiming horses. Just amazing.
1: Well, well, and and the thing is too, and it's one of the things that's interesting. I've, I've sat with Larry Ravelli during training hours, so he sits basically right at the three quarter pole on the racetrack. So our horses for the starting gate for Morning Works are at the six and a half furlong. So they're only a sixteenth of a mile away, but he does it. It's time and again, horse after horse after horse. They go out there, they do their warm up, and it's basically nothing but a break from the gate. Go out there, get away from the gate, get away a few jumps, but it's used to the surroundings of the gate, hearing the bell, hearing the talking out of that. So then these horses aren't fractious in the gate. They're not missing the break by any means. There's the reason they always break sharply. And then after that, you kind of figure it out for the training. But it's not like he's busting them out of the gate, like you say, day after day after day and working five-eighths of a mile. They may bust out of the gate and go 70 yards, and that's it.
0: Have you seen that horse work, by the way? I oh, have. Course. I saw
1: I saw that 59 and two work. It was a good work.
0: Okay, yep. well, there you go. Yeah. By the There's way, Matt word. Miller yep. has a comment. When a top trainer like this has two in the race, follow yep. the money. Yep. Check every pool, doubles, exact as wins. Smart people bet in more than just the win pool to mask bets. Couldn't agree more. We'll see who's uh uh gonna take more money. I have a gut feeling it's gonna be the five, but uh, I I don't know. We'll see. Uh, let, let's move on, uh, yeah. Jim. We could talk about that forever. There's another. The last race of the day is also a baby race. So right. with another. Good, very good too. First or on paper. Yeah. Uh, you're going 2 3 4 in the first leg of the pick four. Again, this is Sunday, everyone. Sunday at Hawthorne, race five. He's going 2 3 4. You're going with Vostra on top, trying to beat the uh, big more line favorite, the number one Blaze Beauty, at 8 to 5. You don't even have the one anywhere. This nope. is, by the way, a mile and 70 yards main specialty.
1: And that was the reason why. It's kind of just take a stab at, at what you're going to look at for two turns, four maidens. The one, Blaze Beauty, speed figure-wise, looks to be the horse that's going to be pretty tough. I mean, you see those speed figures, 53, 43, 51. It's not great by any means, but those are all in sprint races. You go to the two, Vostra. They go to the three, Jay-Z's Fine Wine. These are horses that have at least gone two turns. So that race back on May the 14th for Vostra was a race that puts the horse right there in the mix. That was a 49 there, The debut race on October 15th last year was actually sneaky good. The horse broke horribly, ran up into the pace on the far turn, and then kind of flattened out late. And I think this is a horse that could be tough at a decent price. Jay-Z's Fine Wine ran pretty well on the uh, turf in that last out, but you get some of those races back there a little bit more that they're not too bad around two turns. Joel Zawitz has has quietly had a really good meet with a lot of long-shot type of Mm -hmm. horses too, but he's at a 24% clip. And then I just like the progression that you've seen with Pacific View. I think the horses run a little bit better. So again, just looking for a price. Try to upset the horse that's going to be the heavy favorite in the first leg.
0: Yeah, taperture by arch, 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 mayor, you'd think distance, but right. I'm always dubious, Jim, always dubious when you have a horse, you know, that has not that it's just they continually sprint this horse. Right. And it's almost like, well, let's just try long because sprinting hasn't worked. And so these kind of bet these kind of horses to me are just horrible bets. Can yeah. she win? I and mean, we would sure. you be shocked. No. Do you want any piece of her six to five? We don't.
1: No, and, that, and that's the way. You, you bet against the value. You look for the value yep. in the race. Some other horses that are very similar that are going to be a much better price. And this is a horse that's going to be a short price with enough question marks that you can look away from it. Totally
0: agree. Race six is an allowance race. We'll put it up here on the uh, screen. They're going two turns. I love two-turn dirt races. It's my favorite kind of race, Jim. Two-turn dirt races. Uh, seven-horse field here. More lane favorite is number five, Tahoe Run. Robertson and Felix, you're not messing around here. with
1: No, picture. no, and this is one of the things where you, if you have to go and, and take a firm stand somewhere, I think this is a horse that you're doing on. And Tahoe Run ran against some really good horses around two turns and trying to break its maiden at Oakland Park throughout the course of the year oh, yeah. and ran well, and then finally that last out, that was just that good effort. Rated close, got yeah. that move on the turn, and then just ran away. And, and he was wrapped up going under the wire, winning by six and a half lengths. He could have won by more. He repeats that race. It's good enough to defeat this field here. And you look, Slava Ukraini's the horse that probably goes out there and shows some speed. Connie's Coop has been away since last October, probably going to need a start as well, or last September going to need a start. I just think everything sets up for Tahoe Run to get the right trip and repeat that last performance.
0: I think Tahoe Run was part of a pick four we talked about. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't. I think you had him on Yeah, top, we talked right? about
1: this horse a couple of uh, – back to yeah. that May 28th race. And that, that was a race yeah. where the horse ran really well, just got beaten uh, by sharp as nails as the even-money favorite that day.
0: By the way, the Sire, three-hour nap, very underrated Illinois bred. Really good – I think more of a sprinter, but really yeah. good horse. Three-hour nap was one of my favorite horses uh to bet was that michelle boyce i'm trying to remember who trained three hour nap uh gap.
1: three hour nap was a hue horse for a long time what it was, Hugh. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. showing it for so and then it you go through here. i know Hugh but had it michelle eight, might eight. michelle might have had it nice earlier on but it was a Hugh horse for some time it actually went
0: longer i there realized the horse went longer that much uh wow okay i was wrong about that but anyway nice horse let's move on to the next race here go a yep. little bit quick here race seven off the turf Off the turf. So now, what's the distance going to be? So, seven
1: and a half, I made the decision that seven and a half goes to a mile 70 because I believe that two turn races should stay to two turn races. So, seven and a half is a two turn race on the turf, mile 70 is as well. And that's the shortest distance we can run into two turns. So, we go to a mile 70 yards.
0: Um, maybe this is a bad question because it's not possible, but if Hawthorne had a seven furlong dirt distance, no, would you make this a dirt race at seven furlongs?
1: No, I make, if it was a one turn, seven furlongs, no. If it was two turns, yes. But I think, I am a believer two, two turns, turns has to, two to stay turns. two turns.
0: I totally agree with you. I don't like when tracks, anyway. Like here,
1: here, all right, here's a great example for you, Howard. I'm not a huge fan of the Breeders' Cup dirt mile being a one turn race The tracks that can do it at one turn. I think the Breeders' Cup dirt mile should be a two-turn race every year.
0: Well, what if you're at a, so make it a mile and sixteenth then? If you're at a track that yep. what do you do then?
1: Yeah, I think they ran it one year. I think it was a mile seventy, I believe, actually, because they couldn't run the mile.
0: It's interesting. I don't okay. have a problem with that.
1: Yeah. Uh
0: race uh let's see, third leg of the pick four, race seven. Fifteen claimers, it's gonna be two turns, a mile seventy. You just say I'm sorry, mile seventy. Yeah, right? mile seventy, yep. Mile seventy on the dirt. So another two-turn. Dirt race. I like it. You got a field of nine. Are they all going to, I'm assuming they're all not going to stay in then, right?
1: Um, I mean, looking up and down the field, maybe Galib's Dreams, the three is the horse that's going to come out of there. I think pretty much everyone else sticks in. Maybe Celestial Spin comes out, but that's a horse that hasn't been great on turf or dirt. So I think a lot of them will stick around.
0: All right, and you're going seven one eight. Of course, guys, Jim is in control of the last. So his picks, obviously, he knows they were coming off right. the dirt. Izzy's monster six to one, coming off a nice win for a very underrated trainer to me, and uh, Cody Rosine Santiago uh, just broke his maiden. And sometimes these these horses, when they start feeling right. They can uh, do it again. That's what you're thinking here. Yeah, Kind
1: of the light bulb angle. That's exactly right. I mean, this is a horse that just, you went back to the two turns after running a decent two-turn race last October, but second start out of the year, definitely an improved effort. I like that they're going back to the uh, two-turn race here. I don't think he cared if it was going to be turf or dirt. They were probably actually hoping that it was a race that came off the turf. But anything that you can repeat close to that performance probably puts the horse in the mix. Watch out for the eight free love. It's a horse that I think is going to go out there and show a little bit of speed as well. And if nobody goes with Free Love, we saw some horses today that were stretching out from a lot of sprints to routes that were able to wire the field. So maybe Free Love's a horse that's worth uh, consideration as well.
0: Is there any other speed to go uh, with her? She's got a 107 early time for him.
1: Maybe the two talk to me justice, but I'm not sure. The one thing that's curious about the two, though, is this is a horse that was racing at Horseshoe Indianapolis. And there's some different races that they could run in there. They chose to come over here to Hawthorne instead as an Indiana-bred racehorse. So that's the thing that's Mm. kind of intriguing about Talk To Me Justice. They want to come over, run at Hawthorne. David Reed and Limited Starters has done actually pretty well this meet. So Talk To Me Justice is the other one. That could be intriguing because you look at the last route start. That was last November the 22nd. That was a figure that would put this horse right in the mix with these as well.
0: That's interesting. It just for people at home, an angle that I've found an unusual angle that actually has been very effective for me, Jim. I do not like uh, horses like the Seven who look really good on paper, but they have speed directly to their outside because again, sure. sometimes those horses come over on them immediately and they can get a little bit checked or steadied. I mean, you you never know, but yep. just something to look out for. I do not like picking a top choice horse who's got. A, with a horse with a lot of speed right to their outside, unless there's also a lot of speed to their inside, and then they just get that trip. But I don't know, just something to throw out there. It's one of those weird gate things that I've found. Well,
1: and, and it's a reason why you take a race like that. And you'll see when it, when we put my ticket up. It's a reason why I spread in that race too. I think you have to just because of some of those reasons.
0: Uh the last race. Here you go. Two-year-olds, babies, four and a half furlongs. Love the purse. Great job by Hawthorne. Nice thirty-five thousand dollar purse for these horses. Uh, it's an eight-horse field. You got a favorite on the outside in Ravenstown for Ravelli Mohican, actually an Ontario bred. Yeah. And this horse caught my eye immediately, and that's you're going with. The works on this one look very good also.
1: And, and the, the thing is, I like the works. Mohica is Ravelli's go-to guy, so that's the reason that I laid this horse the favorite in there. Classic Richie already had a start. I actually watched that debut race at Prescott, Island. I thought the horse ran okay. Okay, um, yeah. I, I was expecting a little bit more, actually. And the horse just kind of stalked, but never really had that kick in the lane. So we'll see. But uh, you know what? The horse on the outside, Ravenstown, the, the ownership group, I mean, Patricia's Hope is Vince Foglia, who is a part owner of Two fills. Richard Raven has had so many good horses over the course of time. $300,000 OBS purchase again. Nice pattern of works leading towards the debut. You see four half-mile drills, and now all of a sudden you're just having to go four and a half. This is a horse. I don't mind the outside draw, too. And four and a half is a pretty short run into the first turn, but just like you mentioned, again, horses on the outside with speed. When they're coming across, they want to come across and get out of there pretty quickly, and that's what I'm expecting out of Ravenstown.
0: Jim, it's, again, for me, it's 60. That's right, six oh times the stud fee of yeah. 5,000. And look, that, does that guarantee, and we could talk about the green monkey forever. If you know about the green <laughs> yep. monkey, people at home, we, we know the $12 million horse that never won a race. I get all that. But you know what, Jim? We've been around a long time, both of us. When you see a horse that was 60 times the stud fee with this kind of breeding and, and with this kind of trainer, I'd be shocked if the horse doesn't come out flying from the outside. And I mean, we don't know, but could be anything.
1: Yeah, it could be anything. I mean, and there, there's actually a couple of decent horses in there. I mean, the, the three is intriguing. Take a look at the three, five somewhere. That's the horse that's a little bit intriguing as well because they have a couple of starts at Churchill Downs. And that race in that last out was okay. But here's the thing. Everybody's going to look at that and say the horse has a couple of starts. You take a little bit of money there. But I think Ravenstown definitely will be the uh, toughest on the outside for sure.
0: And going four and a half, and this yep. is no handicapping secret here. You have to break. I mean, go, any any little break. If you, don't, if you don't break well, you have absolutely no chance. And, you know, I mean, how many closers win four and a half furlongs? It just doesn't happen. You can right. win maybe mid-pack, maybe. Yeah. But you've got to be in that front flight in general, unless it's a complete meltdown to win four and a half, Jim. And so I, I would probably – I might just single the eight in my own pick four. Sure. Uh, yeah. let's, well, let's, take, let's take a look at your pick four. Speaking of pick fours here, uh, Jim's pick four, 18 bucks. Let me take this banner. Two, three, four with five. That's the two-turn uh, horse that won last time. Yep, I just made yep. my seven. Uh, with one, two, seven, eight. You're going three deep in the last race with three, six, eight. Maybe trying to get some value in beating the Ravella on the outside.
1: Well, and the, and the only reason I went three deep is only because you do have a couple of first-timers. So you don't know if they're going to break or not. But because I went with Tahoe Run for the single... I'm going to try to beat that 8-5 to five favorite who could be shorter in the first leg. So that's where your value comes. If you can beat that horse in the first leg, Tahoe runs a pretty good single. It's a wide-open race for the seventh, especially coming off the turf. So you see four deep in there. When you're only spending 18 bucks, Howard, again, you knock out the favorite. Even if it went chalk, 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 you're at least doubling your money. So I think you can go even better than that. Spread just a little bit, and I think things will hopefully work out just fine for us. But, again, it's going to be a fast track Sunday, but no turf racing. So just make sure they handicap accordingly.
0: Well, Jim, as we end the show, I apologize. I really should have Hawthorne in the background yeah, for the banner. But sorry about that. Um, <laughs> can we talk about next week real quick? Because I don't yeah. know what's happening exactly. So first of all, next Saturday, we already promoted it. Uh, very excited. We're going to be the Crestwood OTB late afternoon. Check YouTube. We're going to be live on our YouTube channel uh, covering some races at Saratoga. It's going to be very exciting with a live audience at the Crestwood OTB. But then Sunday, Jim, and we haven't talked yet in detail. I'm still waiting to hear. I don't know. I hope it's going to happen. Uh, Sunday, I will be at Hawthorne it's and hopefully man. be with you for a short period of time yep. at least on the feed. What, what do we got in store for Sunday the 16th with yourselves and the uh,
1: podcast? And myself? Yeah, it's happening. We're actually going to set you up right there on the apron, right in front of the building in that first turn. So that'll be a cool setup for you guys to be able to watch the races and have everybody kind of mill about and uh, check things out. Then we're going to have the ability for you to come up to our studio, join us for the in-house feed for a couple of races and talk a little bit not only about the podcast, but do a little bit of handicapping with us as well. I know you wanted to meet some of the riders, some of the uh, trainers and that too. So we'll get you set up for that also, but we'll make sure we have a fun time. Maybe every once in a while I do some hits from the turf course. So we'll see if we're back on the grass, maybe I'll bring you out there on the turf as well. And we'll uh, go out and have a little bit of fun on the turf.
0: Jim, I, first of all, thank you to everyone, yourself and everyone involved at Hawthorne for giving this podcast myself the opportunity to do that. Because I know, uh, and I hope I'm not taking anything away from Emily because Emily does a fantastic job. She does a great job, job. yeah.
1: She's been doing yeah, awesome.
0: Emily's awesome. So I'm, for anyone out there, I'm not replacing, no rumors, I'm not replacing Emily, no nonsense. But they don't, they, it's listen. It's going to be they, a
1: three-person show that day, at least, maybe four.
0: There we go. Well, listen, I'm, oh, four. Wow, okay.
1: Well, it depends on who you bring out.
0: Okay. Well, we'll have to see. I'm not sure. I got to talk to my peeps. So my people go. talk to your people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Figure it out. But anyway, um, does it have to just no rain the next week? What's the situation as we end the show here? How much it rain can you good. handle <laughs> to have turf racing this weekend?
1: Um, you know what? Here, here's the hard thing. It's got to stay dry from here on out through the weekend to probably be back mm-hmm. on the turf next Wednesday. And right now the forecast next week is rained Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So we'll see. The good thing about it is We're able to look well ahead for the forecast. We kind of try to card races accordingly. So like I said, for the Sunday card, we knew that rain was a possibility there. So we had a a race that was a turf race with five MTO horses and five horses in that race on the grass that we're going to stay in. So a field of seven could become a field of 10 anyway, just because of the main track only is coming in. So we look, we kind of have to handicap our entries before we even draw the races too, just to see what's going to provide the best fields for everybody. So We'll be looking for the same one we enter tomorrow for Wednesday's card.
0: All right, well, make sure you got plenty of A's and MTOs. Everything yep. Sunday. I don't. I don't want any three horse fields out there. You'll be I know, good. I know you'll do a great job and take care of that. Um, listen for my fantastic co-hosts Pete Visco and Paul Halloran, and for director of Hawthorne Racing, Jim Miller. This bring your host Howard Kravitz, episode two seventy three of the HHH. Racing podcast by those Saratoga power picks. Subscribe now, you will not regret it. Good luck at Hawthorne and at Belmont this Saturday. Take care, everyone. Have a great weekend. Bye bye.